0: Baywatch Night, Season 2's Space Four, <laughs> For real, on Kill by Kill TV Terrors. Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from a farm that apparently is close to Long Beach this is the Kill My Kill podcast, where normally uh, we talk about horror movie characters in the order in which they die. But for this new off-week miniseries, we will be talking about horror-tinged episodes of um, uh, TV shows, and probably not the best ones. And of course, there's only one person I trust, that if I want to investigate what happened on this farm... I'm going to give her no parameters because I don't want to cloud her judgment. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Uh,
1: hang on. I, I, I'm kind of standing sideways because life for me no. right now is at a constant mm-hmm. Dutch angle. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's right. Everything The world is tilted since the space shuttle came back and the space spores rained down on us all.
1: Yeah, apparently the the space shuttle landed so hard it knocked the Earth off its axis. <laughs>
0: um (laughs) had you ever watched any episode of baywatch nights before i forced this idea on you absolutely not i
1: not 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 only have i never seen baywatch nights i also never seen baywatch
0: i don't think you're missing anything is is my retort to this (laughs) But now that you have, you can obviously see why it was such an international phenomenon.
1: Do you tits and tits and wax chests?
0: (laughs) Uh, Sure. Um, So I don't listen. A lot of podcasts will come in here with a lot of information about why Baywatch was what it was and why they decided to have a spinoff at night and why it changed genres after its first season. I don't have any of that. What I do know is that Baywatch was very, very popular. It started on NBC, but it didn't do well enough in the ratings. It got kicked off and they started to, um, syndicated as a syndicated program so it wasn't part of any particular network it could be sold to any network and it did very very well particularly overseas it did so well pretty much paid for itself and at a certain point david hasselhoff is like you know what i don't want to work every single episode with my shirt off maybe i could take maybe i could start eating carbs and uh do this side project where i'm a cool pi and then they did that for one full season (laughs) and that went so well they're like fuck this we got to do the x files and that's what they did they said fuck this they fired half the cast and they just did the x files for reasons because who better to solve paranormal crimes than a lifeguard and his very raspy voiced deep uh, <laughs> raspy voiced friend.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean the reason why they 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 decided to switch. To, yeah, they decided to switch to an X Files format is just because like nobody nobody cared about watching them solve crimes, right. even though they they yeah. cast. You know, Lou Rawls, who I guess had a mortgage payment yet to make.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, listen, Lou Rawls has got to work too. And I I guess a Vegas residency may not have floated all your bills at the time. And you're invited by David Hasselhoff to come on a spinoff of the most, you know, one of the most uh, big uh, franchises uh, on uh, syndicated television. You're like, sure. And you go through a full season. He's like, well, I hope you enjoyed it fuck off we're doing the x-files now yeah and and the completely serious it's completely
1: straight which which is which is hilarious because he's a terrible dramatic actor as it turns out
0: truly yeah no he's very bad at this and, and no one is good at it but no. no one being given the opportunity to be good at it
1: well with tasselhoff's the problem is is as what we come up with you know, what we settled on as a problem for a lot of the things that we watch is is that sure. he looked he looks embarrassed to be there
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> uh but he is he is the executive producer of this weirdly enough, like if it didn't work after the first season and they said, we want to change this into the X file. And he thought it was a bad idea. I think your first response would be, well, then maybe we shouldn't do it. If we have to resort to changing it into something that I won't be embarrassed by every single week. And this is someone who is not embarrassed by all the seasons of Baywatch he had done up until this point. So I don't know why he would be embarrassed by Space Force. I,
1: I I love the, the credit at the end that shows this was created by four people.
0: <laughs> it's a real meeting of the minds. Four <laughs> they, people they put, their, put their together. heads
1: together to, to come up with basically X-Files, but cheap and shitty and with zero sexual tension <laughs> between the <elites. Yes>. leads. <laughs> uh,
0: with each other with inanimate objects with space spores there's, no, there's nothing this is the least sexy N- show that is shot through the haze of sexiness i've ever seen in yeah my it's,
1: life. A, it's the least sexy show in which in which the lead actress for no discernible reason is wearing a crop top
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> just investigating crimes
0: their belly hanging <laughs> well, out. Listen, you gotta let that midriff breathe. You can't solve paranormal <laughs> crimes when your tummy all wrapped up. You gotta let that out. um So th- this is episode ten. We found this on YouTube because who would pay to watch this? Got no one on. Uh, this is also a German rip of this particular episode, and I think. All the episodes of, of of the second season are German rips free on YouTube. So that, that's the level of quality we're at. So we open on lots of licensed NASA footage of a space shuttle mission <laughs> and Houston ground control and a lot of ADR of people going, hey, uh, we're going to land, but my partner's uh, family uh, is going to be there. And like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't need you to land here. We need you to land somewhere in california instead and they're like can you get them a tv why are you talking about this why am i hearing about this who cares what does this have to do with space wars and i know i've said this these two words a lot i'm not saying star wars i'm saying space wars
1: (laughs) yeah it's like could be space wars could be space wars we don't know. It doesn't matter. Yes. There, there was a point where I took my glasses off and I didn't miss anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's so rich in detail, Gina. I mean, you. <laughs> there, there are so many, you know, there's so much care put in every, every single frame. Like when it repeats footage of the same thing you've seen, not once, not twice, but thrice. And and kind of with that sort of staggered slow motion effect, which... which
1: I, I was uh, telling you, Patrick, yeah. before we started that because the 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 title card is in German. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I and, and all and the and the credits of the show start, you know, about five or six minutes in. It took me a while mm-hmm. to be certain that I was watching the thing I was supposed to be watching. Because you've got this very long I maybe
0: I rickrolled you with some sort no, of I, German fair. I,
1: I just thought I found the wrong thing I was supposed to be watching. And <laughs> because there is this opening scene that has nothing to seemingly has nothing to do with the rest of the show. And it's all on this sort of grainy, shaky cam, slow motion. Mm -hmm. And I, am not, I, I, I remain unsure what the point of that was.
0: (laughs) It's atmosphere. I mean, they don't have the budget to do anything. So they're, they, they, whoever is directing this is like, I'm going to give this style but not a good style, just some vague style and this is what they've landed on
1: yeah they like as i mentioned a lot of scenes are shot in a dutch angle for no discernible reason yeah uh and and if you watch
0: well they're all batman villains that's that's the one discernible reason gina that they, they are they are all in the rogues gallery of batman that's the only reason why you do that and,
1: and if you watch carefully like the cameras kind of drifting up and down it's sort of a little bit like you're standing on a boat and i'm like okay, like, okay is that yeah. is that on purpose <laughs> or was the cameraman you know uh, did he have you know a six martini lunch before filming this these scenes
0: i i do, now that you say that i wonder if this was a technique they had pioneered on baywatch a show that often took place on the boat of a ship or or motor craft or skidoo of some type and they're and they're like well this is the way you film television shows you kind of drift with the ocean and you take a subjective point of view where the character you're looking at is also looking through the camera lens it's (laughs) i don't this is so, so much of this is being carried by just Let's stretch. Oh yeah, stretch off scene.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I I do appreciate um the scene where uh Andy Harmon picks up a teeny tiny little rat paw, puts it in a baggie.
0: <laughs> Wait, we'll get to that. You- oh, <laughs> am I, jump, to am I jumping too them? far
1: ahead in this richly detailed? You're
0: jumping ahead. Episode. <laughs> People won't know why she's picking up a tiny rat paw and like she's holding on. How do you find a rat hand? And you're like, let me get the tweezers. I don't want to grab this rat hand with my with my bare fingertips. Um, In a fucking haystack, she finds a rat hand is like, this is evidence. But it gets a fucking gets worse. Okay. So while friendly space shuttle drivers, families getting hosed because they're in Houston when the shuttle's landing in California, the shuttle comes in and a bunch of sparks fly off it and they're like, aha, space spores. So you cut to the Burton farm on December 11th. This will become both important and not important at all. Uh, yes, they do have a barn of doom, if you were wondering. So uh, the space spore drops on them. And then we have this phone call that happens off screen. We hear it. We don't see who's talking, but the person's like, hey, a bunch of space spore is falling on my house. And the person on the other side of the phone's like, don't worry. I'm sending the EIT to your house. He's like, what is that? He goes, that's not important. (laughs) Why did you tell them who was coming then? <laughs> if it's not important, by the way, if you're asking me what EIT stands for, I don't know. It's never explained. Not once. Yeah, no, we, we don't know from whence these spores came.
1: Uh, we don't know if it was a, you know, a, a sitch in which they weren't supposed to bring them back. And and then yeah. you, esca- escaping the shuttle somehow was an accident. That These are all considered unimportant details.
0: Yeah, was this were they hitchhiking? Was this a blob situation? We're never told. It doesn't matter. It's just something that occurs, and so, in slow motion, the EIT arrive at the Burton Farm, or Eit Burton Farm, as it's described. Eina Burton camera. Farm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Der Burton and farming. We have, we have guy. <laughs> we have people in. A white hazmat suits who are running with guns in their hands <laughs> towards this farmer and his small daughter and their dog and they just look at it like um i guess this is a wednesday night but what they didn't count on was people running in hazmat suits looks super goofy now you put that in slow motion <laughs> It looks goofy because their heads are just kind of,
1: <laughs> especially when you have this. This is then, very dramatic music playing like, at the
0: background, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which no one on the set of the show has composed. This is entirely library music, just slapped onto footage. It was not intended for. Then to make matters worse, they show this footage of the slow motion running three fucking times in a row as if it's going to get better or more meaningful or emotional, or I don't, I don't know what it's supposed to convey, but it looks goofy every single time.
1: Yeah. That's why I was like, am I, is this, is this Baywatch? I mean, I know they, I know they like the slow motion running on that, (laughs) that, 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 that is, that is one thing I do know uh, about Baywatch is the slow motion running, but I I right. it, it, I just there was nothing that indicated that you know this was a you know, a Baywatch related production. You know, again, because you know, where is this taking place?
0: <laughs> um that's a very good question. This this particular episode's relationship to actual Southern California is astounding to me because this looks like it's taking place way the fuck out in the Central Valley. And then when the shit hits the fan, they're like, let's head to this maritime hospital at Long Beach. Like, <laughs> oh First of all, don't bring that shit to Long Beach. <laughs> don't don't you fucking do that, Mitch. <laughs> Secondly, that's not close to where you fucking are. Where is this goddamn farm amongst the rolling green hills of California? They call us the Golden State for a reason, because the place is fucking brown. Okay, well, I it's mean, that, brown. that's the um, that's golden. The, that, that is a nice way to say brown. That's
1: the only hospital that that has a a you know a hyperbaric chamber that will somehow neutralize this space spore.
0: <laughs> Oh, we will get to that, Gina. The way this abuses the science of that that chamber is a fucking crime. It's wrong. All right. But we will get to that. Let's get to the important part right up front. And that is we are treated to a sequence that is a real life Tom and Jerry. If Tom and Jerry were filmed in slow motion and filled with random sparks. (laughs) Got to the next morning which we are then told is the 12th on the Burton farm. And who do you in strides with far too much confidence for anyone taking on the burden of not one, but two syndicated television shows is Mitch played with all the swagger of one time German pop sensation, David Jesus Hasselhoff Christ. (laughs) His hair is immovable. He's wearing several layers, so many layers. We have to wonder, where was he on January 6th? (laughs) He's hanging with Angie Harmon, who is forced to bear her midriff like all scientists. And then there's another guy who appears to be in charge, but we're not entirely sure what he's in charge of. But he's brought them out there to do something. And then he, when David Hasselhoff's like, what the fuck do you want us to do? You want us to search for these farmers? He's like, no, the police are doing that. It's like, well, what do you want us to do? He goes, I don't want to give you any parameters. Just riff. Just yes. And this mystery.
1: <laughs> <Okay. Sure. laughs> yeah. I, I have the, cause this guy, this guy is in the opening credits. Uh, I, I, I don't remember the character's yeah. name. It doesn't matter. um, uh, so I, I have the feeling that that every episode Grif. opens with this. You know, I called you in to investigate this case. Yeah. Well, what do you want us to do about it? Well, I'm only going to give you you know, a, you you a, a minute amount of
0: information. You figure out the rest. Well, okay then. Yeah, I we need to we need to find this succubus. Well, what is that? I'm not allowed to tell you or what my name is or why I know. But go investigate. <laughs> You lifeguard and random person. <laughs> I don't. How do you make money at this? How does how does searching this farmland equal dollar sign dollar sign dollar sign? Why are these the paranormal problems you throw a lifeguard at?
1: I mean, this is the stuff that you know, you know uh, uh, Mulder and Scully rejected as being too stupid. <laughs> right.
0: Like, wait, listen. Uh, this is a job for the X Files. They're busy. All right. It's the job for the Z files. Get that lifeguard and Angie Harmon on it. So so during this, the Griff, which is, maybe it's Griff. It sounded like Griff. I'm not going to fact check it. I don't care. But he says, four nights ago, something crazy happened here. That had to do with space. Now you investigate. Now, according to the title card, it was last night, <laughs> not four <laughs> nights ago. So, who is correct?
1: Yeah, and also, you know, what do you mean by by crazy thing? You're ten episodes into this paranormal investigation show.
0: Uh, and then he's like, just just investigate. And then David Hasselhoff, and a sign that's always good for a show, because when you have your lead character say. Well, this is so stupid. Why would anyone turn to me for help? Is like, oh shit, yes. Why would anyone turn to you for help? This is a bad. Let's wrap it up and again, <laughs> and again, is this, close down the set. And get back to baby. Is this a you know, Is this a running
1: gag in this show where where you know this has somehow become his you know his job or or fallback career from. You know, when you, know, when, when uh, the lifeguarding business runs a little slow and yet, you know, sure, he pro- the off season professes bafflement whenever anybody actually hires him to take on a case. Like, I, I, I feel like yeah. that's probably what passes for a running joke in this show. Cause it kind of has that structure. <laughs> like, you know, oh, I, we want, I, we want you to find it this. Might be a we,
0: jogging we, Josh. I,
1: we want you to find this Sasquatch. Ah, oh, Why would you want me? What do I know about Sasquatches? <laughs>
0: Which is a legitimate fucking question. What does he know about any of this? And then the, the show goes out of its way to attempt to find some sort of rationale for why you would call Mitch in to solve this mystery. And it's a lot of flim flame. And I'm going to demonstrate why. Because for some reason, I took notes while watching this. Oh, good as lord. As if I cared. Um, so they split up. Because that's the first thing you do in a Scooby-Doo mystery. You split up. Then Angie Harmon goes into the barn of doom and Griff, the guy who drove them out here. It's um, like, ah, all right, um, right, I'll come with you for reasons. And Angie Harmon starts looking around and then picks up a mouse's hand, <laughs> a decapitated mouse hand with a pair of tweezers and puts it in a plastic bag it's like i'm gonna save this for later (laughs) like are you gonna put that on your salad why are i mean i know it turns out to be important but why would you think a a mouse hand not attached to a mouse in a barn would be evidence of anything also she's also
1: she's like yeah oh clearly it exploded from the inside and it's like how are you able to determine that? I mean, I don't know if you <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had a had a cat, Patrick. Um, uh-huh. they can do no, t- they haven't. can do terrible things to mice. <laughs> um, right.
0: they will it's li- almost as if that is their point yeah, they, and they they will why leave, you would have. They will a- leave a,
1: a body part, just a single body part behind because it's it's a tribute to to right. their humans. They they leave it for you <laughs> as a gift. I have you know, res- you know opened my bedroom door and found a severed mouse head. You know, it's like, I brought this for you, mother. So I, that, I, I, I'm I, not sure why she would, you know, just suddenly determine, you know, you wait, somehow this mouse is mutilated. That's odd. Um, no, not, in a barn with cats, I would very much expect to find the occasional mutilated mouse.
0: Yeah, but no, she's like.
1: This means something. It's important.
0: It's important. I don't know of anything that can do this separate a rat from its hand you don't know of anything that can do that nope nothing at all okay yeah (laughs) so then cut straight from this revelation and mitch wandering around with a a a dog collar in his hand while while uh uh (laughs) some sort of grip shakes a bush underneath him (laughs) which he does not notice In the history of Grips shaking greenery on camera, it's never been more obvious than this one. Not even doppelganger can compete with the level of ham-fistedness going on here. Holy moly. Which is quite truly saying something. And won't be the only Patreon reference I'm going to make. (laughs) Because this weirdly has a lot of Patreon references going on to it. We go straight into the credits which is the shadow of David (sighs) Hanselhoff walking around a blue-tinted studio while someone with an alto sax plays in the background. (laughs) And you're like, but Patrick, how do you know it's an alto sax? Because in the end credits, the guy with the alto sax is on camera, (laughs) not once, but twice mirrored. (laughs) (laughs) So so his... Is Dick like alto sax is crossing swords with itself? <laughs> because there's nothing spookier than alto sax. <laughs> and my favorite, uh, very very few, theme songs contain the lead character just spit just spitting a line at you. And at the very end of this song, David Hassoff goes, "Your nights will never be the same." <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think finding one decapitated mouse hand is really going to change my nights from now on.
1: I mean, the the irony, though, of him saying that is that this episode takes place mostly in the daytime.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It really does. There are very few Baywatch nights, so it is ultimately mostly a Baywatch day or so. Um, So (laughs) Mitch is skulking around. And the guy, Griff, is like, hey, uh, we found something. And then Mitch, you know, does a little casual indigenous stereotyping at him, which we love. That's always funny. Do it. If you're writing a script, put it in there. Great stuff. It ages so well. He hears the dog again, completely ignores it. And this is when the entire plot shuts down in between lines of dialogue (laughs) because everyone is just coasting on the last piece of info until they're given a green light to give a new piece of info. They will just say something like I found something in the house and there's silence for a full minute. As you watch people approach a house, walk in the room, see that somebody's down looking at something on the ground and you're like, is this a silent movie? Why aren't people talking? Why am I watching people enter a fucking room? Like I know they don't teleport. I know this is sci-fi and everything, but we don't, I don't have to see every moment of their journey.
1: <laughs> uh, one thing you have to point out is, um, is they determine that um, this spore is getting inside of creatures uh, and Blowing them up somehow because they are, I guess, they're yes. it's multiplying yeah. or something, and oh, well that that's you know how it spreads more spores because it, you know it, it bursts. So you're really teased with the idea that that you're going to see you know, a person blow up at some point. Uh, which you do you you do not. Uh, it, it kind of st- that that affects. Spoiler alert. It, it's it's it stops. It, it starts and stops with with the mouse. We 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 see no further explosions yeah. after that. Um, but I asked you, Patrick.
0: The explosions are threatened, but they never follow through. Yeah.
1: Remember Cloverfield?
0: Right. Yes.
1: Did you, do you remember so. that? Like
0: definitely the explosion part.
1: Yes. So could J.J. Abrams have been inspired by an episode of Baywatch Nights?
0: Uh, if I were the screenwriter of this episode of Baywatch Nights, I would be suing J.J. Abrams so hard um, that it would it would make your head spin because it's obvious that this is a very original piece of information and it's not at all just riffing off of stuff that they got from John Carpenter's The Thing or Dave the Triffids. It's just really original work. Uh, <laughs> One hundred percent, and you know that because Angie Harmon has somehow faxed information about that mouse hand to "quote unquote" a friend at UCLA. <laughs> then
1: that the friend that the friend re- is a janitor, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? This friend at UCLA has uh, communicated a lot of information to Angie Harmon. Which she maybe deserves an Emmy for attempting to say out loud as if this is real dialogue a human being would say to other people. But it all comes down to this is a space plane that can mimic anything it touches up until the point when it spontaneously explodes and then spreads its spore to the next host. Now, Gina, this is one hell of a phone call. Between her and a friend at UCLA, <laughs>
1: yeah. I, apparently, like, that's a friend. I, the, the, the friend apparently does not feel the need to report this to anybody
0: else. Right? Yeah. Uh, once you once someone calls you up and says, "I have evidence of intelligent life from the from the universe on planet Earth, and it's spreading," and like, well, here's how it spreads. Uh, have fun at that farm. I've got a class to teach. I can't imagine that this is going to come back and harm me in any way. Well, let's go I certainly won't be contacting the newspapers.
1: Let's get lunch next week. Bye.
0: <laughs> Just tell your tell your Aunt Harriet. I'm thinking of her. Okay, and we need we need to hit the cinemas. You and I. We love to go watch the movies. Anyways, toodles. Uh,
1: just, yeah, that's that's that Why, really gives you someone, uh, that really gives you the uh, the best example I could think of of the quote unquote plot structure of this show. <laughs> the the for all the right. all the necessary information you are given is in a twenty second bit of dialogue uh that's said within the yeah. first fifteen minutes of the show. So there's no suspense as to to what they're dealing with how it spreads how they can stop it you know we know it's from space it imitates people although we don't ever see that we never we, we, we never see no, what they not once. we never see what they mean by it imitates living, other other living beings that's that's never shown um right, yeah and then it yeah, gets no, no. inside people also never shown uh and eventually <laughs> it blows them up also never shown so it, th- that's it that's <laughs> that's all that's all you're getting that's all you're getting. Yeah. Now let me let me clarify um, at the time um, that you know this was obviously uh, a a lower budgeted ripoff of the X Files, which went shockingly yeah. far in in what it yes. did or didn't depict on screen as far as the various monsters of the week they were investigating.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, this is this is the same year the X Files follows the Super Bowl. It moves to Sunday. It's it's quite possibly the greatest sensation on television at the time, and this is. At a time when it's competing with things like Friends and ER, that's how big the X Files was, and the people behind Baywatch are like, "I think we can rip this off, and I think we can do it on one tenth the budget. All we need is half a shirt for Angie Harmon, and we're good." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. I, I, it's like how much? Bu- how much are, are all
1: covered. right? Well, well, how much are we spending on special effects? On what? Special effects, I I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Well, you know, they're going to be investigating like, got some, like aliens and monsters and paranormal things. We're going to show them, aren't we? I don't know what you mean.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that's important. I think I've got some day glow paint and some sparks after effects. I think between the two of those things, I'm going to convey alien threat pretty well. Um, during this whole thing. One of the characters refers to Mitch as Sherlock Holmes. You might as well call him Batman or James fucking Bond. Because do they do they realize we are talking about an off-duty? (laughs) <laughs> lifeguard at this point <laughs> who has solved not a single crime in his entire life yeah this is not, I this don't is care not a mystery that this what, came what, after what, a full what, season of him solving crimes what
1: mystery are they solving here the mystery was solved by her friend at ucla
0: yeah it's space spores everyone and it's going to keep spreading and they're like we should hang around.
1: You know, like they find well, they find, well, they find the ride kid, they, they find that's the, part of the problem. They find the farmer, he's dead. They they find the daughter, yes. so they their part in it is over.
0: Yes. So at that point, it becomes a survival tale because the person who has the keys to the car left to go fuck off elsewhere and leave them alone on this bore filled farm. <laughs> How they find that dead body though Is worth noting Because they hear some shuffling upstairs They find a false door Because of course uh, David Hasselhoff's mind is a steel trap And he sees everything And then we get to watch David Hasselhoff At whatever years old he was At this point Probably in his 40s Climb a rope ladder Awkwardly And it's worth the price of admission. I'm telling you right now, if you see anything from this episode, watch David Hanselhoff attempt to climb up a rope ladder and you will see he's like, I just don't think he's doing that much swimming or cardiovascular work. is, is the impression I get from that climb?
1: Well, it was the whole reason go up to the it end. It was the whole reason he wanted to do the show so he wouldn't have to anymore.
0: What? <laughs> but he's still doing something. And then when they get up to the attic, Angie Harmon, in, in the smartest move anyone does in this entire episode, um, uses David Hasselhoff as a human shield, just hides behind him in his tiny flashlight as they investigate this attic, which takes three minutes. I mean, it's it's a really long time to investigate what is ultimately a single room. <laughs> oh yeah we, we, the, the, yeah well you're the not, so what, you're, does not cut. what
1: you're saying like like stretch you, you, you're not kidding this might be the stretchiest stretch yet <laughs> you're just
0: wandering about and you're waiting for them to find a dead body and waiting for them to find a space bore, waiting for them to find an et going phone home something anything for christ's sakes and finally they just find a dead guy who is dead for reasons we will never know he's not exploded. he's not he's exploded not a space board. he's not
1: exploded
0: no no although at this point we don't i think what they in their minds they thought if they find this little girl with uh, with her dead father upstairs um uh, we might think that she has been spaceboard um, and it turns out she is not spaceboard she's just a catatonic girl who doesn't act very well we try not to make fun of children on this show but she's but no one on this show does well no. absolutely no. No, no one the mouse is terrible <laughs> the cat the dog they're all bad actors every single last one of them
1: yeah no it's not just it's 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 not her fault she's she's doing the best she can with with what she has which is absolutely nothing
0: <laughs> so. Angie Harmon cleans off her face and what is an obvious aliens reference. And you're like, well, you're just referencing shit that I like and I don't like what I'm watching. Meanwhile, Griff, Tiff, Jiff, I don't know what his fucking name is, drives back and hits a roadblock from the EIT. Who are all wearing this um, white hazmat suit with a kind of um, space spacely uh tang on it with a a full moon and a v and two yeah it never explains what the Eit is
1: yeah they are they good guys are they bad guys we don't know doesn't matter
0: they're shitty at their job guys is what it comes down to the,
1: the, no 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 the that main lady is very good at being smug <laughs>
0: She is. But she's very bad at keeping people from passing information off the, on the phone or containing the situation As someone both drives through their blockade, not once, but twice. So like truly, and she loses a scientist, but we will get to that. She goes, Hey, I don't, he's like, I have people on the job. We got to get them out, out of there. And she's like, no, I'm taking over this entire operation. And this guy's line reading back to her as he's grabbed by his lapels by, by two guards is you don't have the authority.
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like he was hold- it, should, it was like he was holding down a
0: vomit burp. <laughs> it's just- Oh, could we get a take two on that? You think they're like, no, it's never going to be better than this. This is the best take that has ever been. We, we've got to get you don't we, have, we've got to
1: get three more episodes of this done today.
0: The authority,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, nailed it in one. I'm one. sorry, the authority. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, I'm sorry Did you have Did you have? What they're serving at crafty Because I am uh, It's coming back up on me Could we maybe stop filming uh, Filming for a second No 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 this is great it's all gold
1: Hey worst comes to worst the audience will think You've been spaced for
0: <laughs> People do not come To Baywatch Nights for perfection They come for the beautiful Intricacies of whatever you got Take one so she shouts, lock him up. And when you, th- when you hear the words lock him up, Gina, do you, generally you think you're going to put that person in a cell or contain them in some way. The EIT's version of locking him up is two guys stand next to him and while as he paces around freely, and they have machine guns,
1: yeah, I, I was like, uh, "Is this some sort of like mime thing where where he's pretending to be in a jail cell?"
0: <laughs> I don't. I truly do not know. <laughs> it's confounding what it's attempting to be and what it actually is. Um, but while this happens, while he is nervously pacing around, not even handcuffed, uh, there's a scientist who's like. I've got one more test and then he starts to erp like he had something bad at Crafty. Only what happens is is he spits up some day glow juice <laughs> on the inside of his hazmat suit. And the, is that him has he been space bored? Is that what happens when you space bore? I mean you, you swallow you swallow a, a
1: light, a, a glow stick. Uh you you you, right. you, you cough <laughs> sure. up the juice. Yeah it, it, it's it's not exploding. But you know what? Fine. No, we'll take it. I, guess. I was promised explosions, but, but we don't get explosions.
0: Right. Yeah. It's an, uh, yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe he just had a bad day glow meal. <laughs> like it might be entirely unrelated. I mean, to he, what sh- else he, he, he shouldn't
1: had. have asked for the day guacamole. It's
0: very, very true. It would have just come up on you in the worst ways, even if you're in the middle of a tank. So then we cut back to the farm, which you know is a farm in the middle of anywhere, America, because in the background a jungle bird sounds off <laughs> in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, know, which is better, like a real farm, which is better?
1: Do you do you like that, or do you like uh, the how um uh, and the Hardy Boys, every time they cut to Castle Dracul, there's a, a wolf howl.
0: <laughs> I mean, at least, at least the werewolf howl is tangentially related to at least the genre. But farm and jungle bird are a real strange combo that I'm not entirely sure was intentional. Or someone was like, we should probably have some wildlife. And they're like, I don't know bird and they just grabbed any bird off the cd and they're like that works for me <laughs> like moving on so griff is uh off to the rescue <laughs> no wait a second it's not Gri- griff griff is a different guy so who is the who is the 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 guy with the haircut that's that gets captured Cause Griff is, uh, their other friend who's, who's super hot. I think who's, uh, fixing an engine next to his Nokia brick. Phone.
1: I, I think I might have my glasses off at that point.
0: Okay. <laughs> Cause there's like, there's Another, like so I did see because there, 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 there,
1: there, there is like the, 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 okay. So Griff is not the guy who brought them in for the, to, to, to no. do the job. Okay. Griff is the guy who drove no. them in the, in the ambulance.
0: In the ambulance. Okay. Yes. All right. So I don't know who the other guy is. My apologies. I don't know who the fuck these people
1: are. It, honestly, <laughs> I swear to you, it does not matter. It really doesn't matter. No. Like, I don't remember Angie Harmon's character's name.
0: No. She's Angie Harmon. She's not really playing <laughs> any sort of uh, character or anything like that. Um, Okay, I am looking up on IMDb space bores. Let's go down, and Griff Walker is uh, Eddie Cibrian, and the other guy is Teague Griffin Teague. So, sure. My apologies to Dorian Gregory, the actor who played Teague. Um, is a, a really shitty show that you were on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so, not.
1: Gonna, I'm not going to remember that five minutes that. from now.
0: Very true. So Griff is a a sexy mechanic of some kind and um, Hasselhoff calls him and said, Oh my God, we're on this farm. There's space boars. Come on out here. The EIT cut off communications, but it's too late. Uh, Griff is on his way and he gets stopped at a blockade. And he's like, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to sneak around and, and Bluto in stealth mode Try to get to the farm. <laughs> he and here's here's a problem with the actor playing Griff is he has trouble spying on people with his mouth closed. <laughs> Every time he shows up, he's like <sighs> <laughs> it's, it kind of undercuts the whole stealth element when you can't breathe through your nose. You know what I mean? But he'd make a great obscene phone caller. It truly would. So, um, here's a confession, Gina, I love you, but if I have to knock out guys in hazmat suits, steal an ambulance and get shot at just to pick you up, you're probably going to have to call an Uber or
1: something. (laughs) Especially if I, if I'm like space, if I might be space bored.
0: Yes. That that is a real possibility. I'm just
1: getting, I'm just getting, I'm just getting day glow juice all over the back of your car. And that, that's not, that's not cool.
0: (laughs) It's a lease. And I really can't have that. Um, so he steals this ambulance, he shows up and before he comes in, they yell out the window, stay right where you are because the dog is out there. And then, uh, they go through this whole rigmarole. Like, how are we going to get to the ambulance? How are we going to get to the ambulance? And Hasselhoff's like, I'm going to distract the dog. You take the kid and make a run. For the ambulance, when I do this, cut Angie Harmon on one knee to this child. She says, "We're gonna run for the ambulance, but your dog that she it's a it's sick, so don't let the dog bite you." (laughs) (laughs) It's just good advice, anyways. Yeah, I mean,
1: honestly, it's any other day. Yeah, let the dog bite the shit out of you. It's okay.
0: Let that dog take your fucking head off. Just go right for the throat. It's fine. That dog's not spaceport. But in this circumstance, do not let the dog bite you. So Mitch takes off at a dead sprint. And this is where David Hasselhoff magically disappears from the action. And he is replaced by his stunt double and a Texas switch. And you can tell because he's lost 40 pounds and he has the wig that's on that's the size of a bike helmet <laughs> and he hikebos himself up the side of this barn up onto two rafters and I'm like, okay, you're done. That dog cannot make it onto the rafter of a barn. And he's like, wait a second, I know the perfect way to avoid getting spaceport. He jumps. Onto a loose rope hanging from a hook on the ceiling. The kind of hook and rope you might have seen in, I don't know, a Friday the 13th 3D. And he just holds on to it. Why? (laughs) Why did you go to the rope? What is this helping? He couldn't get on the fucking beam of the second story of this barn why are you hanging from a fucking rope? I was, I was just. Why is he hanging from a rope? <laughs> I, I think that
1: that he thought that it would look impressive, but I, I was more, mm-hmm. I was too busy distracted by the fact that he called the dog Cujo, and and this is this is written yeah. in a way that that you know, as you refer to the Stephen J. Cannell moment. Where the, 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 you know, the writer was like, God damn, that's great. Holy sure. shit. No one, ever, yeah, no one, ever, thought, no one ever thought to, to, to refer to, to a, 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 you know, a, an angry, scary dog as Cujo. My God, where do I get this from? This is a gift from God above.
0: <laughs> Loaned from Jesus himself <laughs> to my hands and my brain. Um, and In the the process of doing this, however, Gina, he loses track of where the fucking dog is. (laughs) And this is where we... The whole point of this was to distract the dog. But while the dog is being distracted, Angie Harmon's like, don't let that dog bite you. Under any other circumstances, it would be cool, but don't let that dog sink its teeth into your flesh now. And so... Lo and behold, Angie Harmon's like screaming out the window. I don't know where the dog is. And David Hasselhoff is like, I don't know either. And Griffin, the ambulance is like, I looked over the side of the window and I don't see it either. And then you hear tippy tap, tippy tap, tippy tap. The, the fucking dog is in the house. Why did the dog wait until now to get in the fucking house? <laughs> if it had access to the house this whole time. what?
1: i like that that's that's your primary issue with this this episode
0: (laughs) if you if he didn't jump onto that rope this episode would have won an emmy that's my (laughs) that's my personal opinion gina and that's what discounts it from the tv hall of fame is that one moment but lo and behold that dog finds its way into the house and splooges. It splooges all over Angie Harmon and that kit. They get day glows splooged.
1: Yeah, it's just like a real Gallagher effect with the glow paint.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're like oopsie doodle. And so Griff and Mitch run in and they're like, Don't touch us. We we done been splooged. And they go like look, let's get in the back of an, of the ambulance. And Angie Harmon's like, don't touch me. Don't touch me because I'm infected and you're currently not infected. So don't, don't infect yourself. And Hasselhoff does everything in his power to get that day glow spooge on him. (laughs) He just, he's, he's, you know, putting people down. He's securing them with seatbelts. He's like touching them. And she's like, fucking. Yeah. Doesn't even, doesn't even start to put like, like, doesn't
1: even start to put like gloves on, even though he's in the back of an ambulance.
0: No. No, 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 no! That's not the, a lifeguard dives into danger to save lives. Gene. Oh God, is that what is that what and this so is supposed got, to be? Got,
1: like, is that is that like the what what, uh, what this is reflecting? Is his you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> give, I don't give, I don't, I don't give it a thought. I just dive in with you know and go with what my instinct tells me to do, which is
0: um, drive I mean, to the hospital I, and put yeah. them in a
1: hyperbaric chamber.
0: It's the part. Listen. Every hospital has one, including one in Long Beach. But, of course, this Long Beach Maritime Hospital has one in an, uh, an outside warehouse that has an exposed fan that has a light shining through it. You know, the perfect conditions for medical equipment, Gina.
1: I think my favorite, my th- I think my favorite part <laughs> is this. is when he is calling the hospital and saying, I'm Mitch Buchanan. Uh-huh. I need to use your hyperbaric chamber. Please clear everybody out. (laughs) And the nurse is like, right away, sir. (laughs)
0: I'm sorry. Wait a second. The Mitch Buchanan? The off-duty lifeguard? Yes, sir. Right away, sir. And they absolutely do it.
1: Yeah, I, so I, I, I'm I, dying, dying to call a hospital and say, I'm Gina Radcliffe. I need to use your therapeutic hot tub. Please clear everyone out. I'm going to be naked. <laughs> yes, ma'am, right away.
0: <laughs> there has been a loose Michael Myers. It doesn't matter. I need to get in that therapeutic I've hot had tub had a long right day. Away. It's been... <laughs> So they do. it. She, he shoves them in the hyperbaric chamber, and okay. if people are unaware of what this is, it's supposed to. When when you when you're down deep in the ocean, there's there are certain pressures that happen to your body. If you rise too quickly, air bubbles can form inside of your veins, and air and blood don't get along. You can die very painfully uh, as a result. It's called. I was going
1: to say this is called a popular Radiohead and, album, The Vens.
0: Right, exactly. So uh, the whole point of a hyperbaric chamber is to place you inside it and return you down to the pressure in which you were originally at to therefore clear the bubble out of your bloodstream and then return you to normal pressure. This is a long, exhaustive process. And as I mentioned before, going too fast underneath the water, either down or up, causes problems and this is reflected in this show which has gone very very slow for a very long time and Mitch is just like I'm gonna take you down to a thousand feet one two three four (laughs) slow the fuck down why are you doing it so fast why is this happening so fast now because there's zero tension happening here the EIT show up Guns blazing, they're like, "Get out of there!" He's like, "No, shoot me!" I guess because if they shoot him and one of them hits the tank, it will explode.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Meanwhile, meanwhile, Auntie Harmon and this kid are are writhing around. I I guess they're supposed to be in pain. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I I don't know that they look like they're rather in pain or having a bad dream.
0: Or thinking about what this will look like on their IMDb later on, but well, however, it, or or
1: perhaps have or, or perhaps having eaten some glow guacamole.
0: <laughs> so they finally get it down to the amount of depth that it needs to be at, and she, they, they unsplooge. and it just goes bloop 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 bloop, and. That's all you needed, everybody. And they're cured. And you're thinking, oh, but, but they're still in trouble because the EIT are pointing guns at them. But um, the other guy whose name I re-forgot, Teague, <laughs> comes in. He's gunned sideways. So you know he means business. And he threatens another federal official with being shot if if she doesn't stop what she's doing. And she's like, Okay. And that never resolves it just I guess he's allowed to do that I, yeah, we I mean, do you, I have we have we know.
1: neutralized the space for we don't know you know has it has it has it we you know, know in the time that 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 the you know all this has taken place has it has it managed to spread anywhere else, yeah, you know then maybe
0: we don't mm. know, who could say <laughs> well we might never know. The spaceport disappears out, out of the two people in the hyperbaric chamber and Hasselhoff shuts it off and goes, let's get him out of there. Now, have you seen a little movie called License to Kill, Gina? I have. Yeah there's a sequence and license to kill is like a very up and down James Bond movie. Not a lot of people respect it, but I like it because it's the one James Bond movie where James Bond acts like a fucking spy who uses his influence to infiltrate an organization, turn people against one another, use information from one person and use it against somebody else to gain leverage to get the job done. You know, like a fucking spy and then he does a wheelie in a truck and it kind of blows that shit up anyways there's a sequence in there in which they stuff a guy in a hyperbaric chamber and and ratchet it all the way down and they're like tell me where you put the money he's like i don't know and the guy shoots the hyperbaric chamber window and he uh blows up (laughs) <laughs> he he full-on blows up Gina in the James Bond movie.
1: Yeah, well, I remember um, uh, Hannibal, she was in a, a hyperbaric chamber. Um, yeah. George, uh, what was her name? Georgia? Right, yeah. Yeah, and like literally like a, yes. a single spark from combing her hair. She dumb, dumb blew her up real good.
0: It's exploded. And so here, once they've reached, you know, a thousand feet, a worth of pressure he's just like flip a switch open up that door that's not how that works that's not how that works at all but this is baywatch night season two and they don't give a fuck so that resolves it and that um oh i forgot to mention uh when the space spore comes off of angie Harmon. it pretty much looks like the visitor <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's just got, like... They returned
0: to the farm. She
1: just dotted with this, like, day-glow yes, stuff.
0: <laughs> she's, and it, it's obvious that they filmed it in reverse, because how else would they get it to rise off of her? They're not going to, like, secure her to the ceiling or anything like that. They just reverse the footage. It just... It's very poorly done, uh, every single part of it. So the next day... They take the kid back to the farm. You you have an aunt just standing on (laughs) on the porch. She never says a word because why would she? And (laughs) Angie Harmon's like, sure, I'm sorry that your dad died. Anyways, um, I'm also sorry your dog blew up. Here's another dog. And she's like, Grammy, I got another dog. And she runs off and they're like. (laughs) And they close the door and Teague's like. See, I told you, you guys knew exactly what you were doing. And Mitch is like, I still think this is a bad idea. (laughs) And then he starts up the car, freeze frame. He never puts on his fucking seatbelt. Mitch drives around without putting on a fucking seatbelt, Gina. um, Yeah, this child, warning the closing credits. This
1: child is remarkably uh, unscathed. From from this experience, in which he presumably saw her father die in front of her, because you know she just she's yeah. just sitting there next to his corpse. You know he's got the you know the wide eyes, like he's just you know seeing something terrifying right before dropping dead. Uh, she has no mm-hmm. mother. They're, they made a port of mention the mother died in childbirth, so she's an orphan. And she's like, Yay, puppy! And you know, she's fine.
0: Yay, puppy, it solves everything. I saw my father die in front of my eyes. <laughs> I was space bored briefly. Yay! So, yeah, uh, that was fucking Baywatch nights. Um, uh, it, I would choose uh, if we could choose our own death venture. It's either be blown up real good or die of a heart attack because you're th- threatened with space pouring by. the I guess
1: that's supposed to be what happened to, to, to the father. Yeah. I mean, I, again, we were promised explosions and we did not get explosions.
0: Somehow we managed to talk about this for over an hour. <laughs> this 42 minutes. Worth of Baywatch nights we talked about for over an hour. It's
1: about so my plan to do
0: very short episodes about TV shows is going swimming. But it's
1: about ten minutes of plot too. That's that's the really funny part.
0: Oh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internets?
1: <laughs> I write about movies and television at thespool.net. Mm-hmm. I also have a Substack, which is Gina watches Uh, however long Twitter has left, I am uh Gina Does Things There. I am also on Hive under the same name, although not too active there just yet.
0: But I probably will be yeah. pretty soon. Uh Yeah, we won't have any choice. Yeah, we're currently on Twitter for reasons I can't tell you. Uh, We have the Facebook group, which is actually uh, very fun if you want to join up and do that. We have a Substack, Kill by Kill, at substack.com. We're on Hive at Kill by Kill on there as well. We're on Instagram. Like, we're doing things. And uh, over on Patreon, we're doing fun stuff. This month, we'll be watching a listener's choice, I believe. And then at the end of the month, we will be talking about Friday the 13th, part two, as we continue on our Friday the 13th commentary uh, evolution over the course of the year. We've talked about the first one. It was a lot of fun. We didn't repeat a ton of jokes. It was actually a delightful time hand by one and all. But that just about does it. Uh, Don't worry, folks. The body count will continue for myself and for Gina. Bye bye, everybody.
1: Bye.